Hey everyone, welcome to this week's Going in Circles Big Monday show. My name is Charles Simon. I am the host of the Going in Circles podcast network. And uh, we currently are just doing one show because, you know, there's 18,000 podcasts and people just get bombarded and we figured right now one show's the limit that I could change. My partner and co-host, Mr. Barry Spears, will be with us in just a minute. We have plenty to talk about because horse racing always seems to serve us a ton of controversial issues. And this week is no different. We'll talk about, well, we have to talk about Forte. It's like obligation number one. But um, there's plenty of other stuff. Stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. You there, Mr. Sniper? You dropping stuff? Yeah, I'm always clumsy on Mondays. Well, I guess uh, you shouldn't be handling the sword on Mondays then. No, no. It stays in its sheath. You going to bring that to Saratoga with you? I should. <laughs> we can walk around knighting people. <laughs> We'll go see my guy, free empanada guy. Yeah, he gets he gets knighthood. Yes, immediately. Call him Sir Free Empanada Guy. <laughs> Nuchas, check it out if you're at Saratoga. I work for food, basically. Free Empanada Guy gives me free empanadas, but uh, actually they're good. I mean, and reasonably priced, which is not something that's uh, generally found in the culinary options at the spa but um yeah you're coming up soon what uh august 10th yeah it's uh well 10 days away that's right being this is the 31st of july the last day of july the last hours of july we're gonna spend talking about various horse racing Issues, yeah, because there was there was a lot. It was you know, it wasn't like the biggest weekend of racing, but there was a lot going on. A lot of controversy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of, a lot of shit happening, <laughs> good, bad, or otherwise. <clears throat> good, bad, or otherwise. Too long for a horse thing good, bad, or otherwise. But I guess the topic that most people wanted to to comment on this weekend was was probably the Forte situation. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Was uh, Forte was uh, seemed to be an overbet favorite in the, the Jim Dandy of Field of five, but I mean five good horses. There was no, uh, you know, there was no horses in there that didn't belong in there. Kind of how the you have to look at the, <laughs> the stakes now. <laughs> half empty, half full. Yeah, they're not uh, not full fields, but at least there was no uh, no tomato cans. No tomato this. cans. So I I do believe that there is a 
a fiery red tomato can in uh, one of the steaks this this coming week. <laughs> <laughs> I looked and I had to take a double take. Uh, Wait, but, what? <laughs> yeah, you'll see it. You'll see. <laughs> you... <laughs> um, but I mean, Forte was adding blinkers, um, and you know the one thing about him is. And it's, it's funny that he's kind of gotten to be a, a hot topic horse, considering that he's kind of the horse that people should gravitate to um, and that he's ran a lot. I mean, he started early in, um, I mean, he started before Saratoga last year. Um, and he's he shows up every time. But people don't seem to like him, and I, and I believe some of it stems. Well, I shouldn't say some of it. The mo- majority of it stems from the fact that uh, his owner is is an outspoken guy, and he's a guy that you know likes to hear himself talk, which generally can be a, a little bit of a turnoff for people. But um, I mean, the horse is a good horse. Oh yeah. Definitely. He's, just, he's like a magnet for controversy. I mean, I guess the, 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 the positive test that still hasn't been adjudicated 11 months later, though I blame, I blame much of that on the New York State Racing Wagering Board or wherever they call themselves now. Um, I, I do. I don't blame that on the connections. I mean, No, I mean, obviously you can't. I mean, they're not the ones, <laughs> you know, it's not like they're self- uh, you know, self-reporting a, a a positive or something. No, right. But um, you know, between that and then Derby Week, with all the rumors about his soundness and <clears throat> stumbling, and then the the uh, the played out in front of uh, America on Twitter, <laughs> Derby Morning Scratch, and I mean, in the end, he, he's still a good horse. But it's again like he couldn't just win this race and you know kind of like shut the detractors up. It becomes, you know, I mean, his owners had controversy around him, his, his trainers had controversy. Now his jockeys got controversy in that he did his typical, um, you know, act like he does, and. That of course has uh, got people upset again. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it wouldn't have been so bad if they the ruling was similar to what happened two days prior. You know, uh, you know, it's it's like you know, in a vacuum. I forget the horse's name that they kept up the five or they took down the five that he got suspended for. Yeah. Everything so, is fine or something. Like that. Yeah. They, they established basically a precedent there and to come back two days later and not disqualify Forte. But, but was the, the, the precedent established or was it established when they left the horse that, that blindsided <laughs> Gary Brion's horse? <laughs> You know, and that's that. That's the question I have: is that the precedence? I mean, this is a twelve-month-a-year circuit, so 
the president seemed to to wander from from one extreme to another and <laughs> yeah that's it's, true it's like I mean, right we don't know what question. to think that's why we're in this situation now it's like we don't know what to think i mean you could say you know i i could see there's a case there to be made that what he did um to angel of empire didn't affect the outcome of the race and and that's fair that that's definitely fair it's not absolute obviously because that's not how it went down and you know um that's not what everybody looked at. And then you add in the context from two days earlier, and then you have this big mess. And this is what this is precisely, I'm sure, what stewards want to avoid because it puts undue scrutiny on their job, but it's self-inflicted. Like they're the ones making these decisions. So it, it's it's such a bad situation. Because it looks bad all the way around, you know the betters are pissed off. Um, you know, I even got a phone call from my dad <laughs> about a non-DQ, and that's how I knew it was bad when he he called me to talk about it. Because usually he kind of just observes and gives a little bit of commentary, but he actually called me uh, after the race and, and was a little bit animate about it. But, um. I don't know. I mean, it's just such a tough thing because now let's just say they hear the complaints and then they start hardlining and then that'll shift the other way. So it's like they're in such a bad spot and they built this up over time. It's like it's I don't know how you can reverse this cloud around, you know, Stewart's decisions. It, it, I, I don't know how you get out of this. It's simple to get out of it. We have to fix it. You have to number one, get rid of a bunch of the stewards. Number two, create standards, have a national standard, and have these people graded and and overseen. You can't expect people to do a good job if there's no oversight. I mean, all we hear about in every single workplace these days is a lack of help and the help. A lot of the help that does come to work isn't very good. Well, racing is just like every other. I mean, racing might be worse. Some of the <laughs> some of the stuff that goes on in racing and and, and some of the decisions that are made, it's it's just it's it's almost like they're punking us. <laughs> you know? It feels that way sometimes. Like, how many more committees do you have to? You're you're putting idiots on committees. It's why not just have one committee, the idiot committee, and just have them uh, dole out everything because that's how things get done. But I mean, in the end, people, no one even knows the rules anymore. Right, the rules are intentionally nebulous, and you you just have these these people that that shouldn't be making these decisions. They're just not that smart. And that's the that that's the problem. That is the problem with so many areas in horse racing. The people making the calls just aren't very good at their jobs. I mean, if a track announcer was bad, we all see it, right? We all hear it. Well, hear it. I don't see it. We hear it. We can all yeah. make that that judgment because what they do is what we 
are directly impacted by. I mean, it doesn't actually affect anything, but we can hear it. We, we know what they're doing. On the other side, for, for the stewards, it, it, it's the same thing. We see the, the wild inconsistencies. There's no consistent behavior. And no one is trying. Like, if you are under the threat of your job being, you know, if, if I said to you, if you don't do a better job of, of making calls, you're going to be fired. <laughs> they would do a better job. Or if they weren't capable of doing a job, they should be fired. They should be released. I'm not trying to can everybody, but that's exactly what needs to happen. That's what needs to happen. And the only people in this business that seem to be held to standards are trainers and jockeys. Hmm. And that's because they put their numbers next to your name. But this is all the steward's fault. And New York is a different situation than many places because you have the the completely dysfunctional jockey club steward, Naira steward, state steward. That That is just a, a, an accident waiting to happen. You have three people answering to different bosses. And in the end, the state steward is really the only one with any power. He's the only one that, that has the authority to fine or suspend anyone. So, I mean, that, that in itself is, is just not a, a situation that lends itself to, to clarity. Well, why don't they start there? Because the no, one, no one's going to, because I don't even know how to start that. I don't even know where you would go. I don't, I don't have any idea how you would start it, except for an idea that we floated before, which would be nationalizing it through ISA. Mm. I mean, that's the, the, the irony of ISA and us is that. I believe it could be used for a lot of great things, but it's doing a bad job for the most part. And everybody wants us to cheerlead it. And we get, they get mad when we, we point out the, the deficiencies. And, and that's the thing is that there are so many issues that could be at the very least could be mitigated. We could make things much better by doing, uh, having, a standard and and having some sort of hierarchy, but that that never happens. And you see people on Twitter or, or social media, or even you, you talk to them at the track, and they're quoting rules that don't exist, and they're saying, "Oh well, Pratt and 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 Duro uh, were, were were you know trying to trap them," and but well, that has nothing to do with anything. Right, this race has nothing to do with anything. It's not about what the other people did. One jockey committed a foul in that race, and he committed a foul. If you Maybe don't two. Think, if you don't think he committed a foul, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're looking at. He definitely committed a foul. But my question is, and this is you know, more to your point, is that if every foul in an NBA game was called, there'd be 89 fouls. Everybody would foul out because guys foul all the time. But mm. there's a big difference between a, a meaningful foul and a meaningless foul. It's just like driving violations. If someone followed me around <laughs> driving, I'm sure at some point I go faster than the speed limit. I'm sure that my 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 right turns on red. I don't maybe stop exactly one hundred percent for the correct amount of time. I think I have a tail light out. You know, like 
it's it's just a matter of fouls happen in every race for the most part at some point in some ways it might be the seventh horse you know colliding with the eighth horse but he definitely fouled the horse on the outside of him and i don't know bruno's coming up with some angle blah blah but bruno what are you what are you nuts I know you have to be contrary every time there's a, you know, a, an opinion, consensus opinion on, on a DQ. And I don't know you saying that they should have taken him down. Would I have taken him down? Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, but I can see the other side because of the precedence that's been set. And and that's the thing is like, there wasn't even a Stewart's inquiry the other day when. Irad got taken down on the grass. They didn't even put the stewards in. They didn't even hang the sign. It was it was a jockey's objection. And I, I do believe he should have been taken down the other day. I believe people should... The idea that the racing, that riders rode rougher 25 years ago is idiocy. <laughs> you either have... Uh, uh, <laughs> you either... Ha- you weren't around. Or, or didn't or, watch you, many or, races. Or, you know, you're, you're, you better get checked for Alzheimer's because... This is not how racing used to be. I had a conversation with a former jockey the other day who who said, he goes, you know, we used to handle these kind of things ourselves in the room. But it doesn't happen anymore. That doesn't happen anymore. Well, speaking of that, one thing I did think of is, <clears throat> do the stewards come in the jocks room and you know, uh, give warnings, lectures about rough ridings, things like that at all. I mean, it's happened before. I Does it happen that, often? I, I can't say that, that any of these guys are doing that. That's but... what I would think, you know, especially before a big day, you know, and at Saratoga or even before the big race and be like, hey, just keep it clean. You know what I mean? Just like uh, uh, be- fighters before a fight. Keep it clean and nothing below the belt, blah, blah, blah. Let's go. Let's go get them. That kind of thing. Just keep it clean so we don't have to do anything crazy. You guys don't want to get suspended. We don't want to suspend anybody. Let's go out there and have a nice, good race and, and put on a show for the fans. I don't think it even matters. I don't think they'll pay. It probably would I, I think it's like but... a substitute teacher that comes in, and, and we know that he, he really <laughs> he doesn't have any throwing things. Yeah, he doesn't really have <laughs> any power. In. You know, he's not, he, not going to be here tomorrow anyways. So, like, we're not paying any attention to what he says, and, and maybe we might throw tennis balls at him. Which well, they got to do something. Happen, which may or may not have happened at Spot Catholic. <laughs> I just think that, you know, something has to change because the way it's going, it's not changing. And you're going to get into these ridiculous spots every week, whether it's, you know, this this time it's it's up at Saratoga. Next time it'll be uh, down at Belmont. After that, it's going to be down here. Well, like Delmar had Delmar the other day. I mean, was last week they took a horse down that did absolutely nothing. They might have actually got fouled, right? So I mean, no, it, it's it's national, it's nationwide. It's it's not good. It's nationwide, but in, in the end, Barry, I think a lot of times we're just asking people who aren't, don't have the capability, or just don't have the the balls to to make a stand, or we don't even know what what orders they're getting from above. We don't even know that, but. In the old days, the the stewards were a lot more powerful than they are now, and their word meant a whole lot more. And 
I mean, I was never in a jock's room, but what, what I've been told by umpteen number of older jockeys that they used to handle this stuff on their own. And it doesn't, that doesn't seem to happen anymore. And, and I mean, until we have these uh, uproars, I don't even know that the people in the executive offices of tracks around the country even know that this is something that bothers people. I, I really don't know, even know that. I, I just wonder more and more if people are, those people are even paying attention. And this is not, that, that's not just a Naira thing. I mean, Churchill's, you know, they're going to run on their track in September, which they should. I mean, there's no reason not to. The track checks out fine. The track checks out fine. But they're, you know, like the, the, the headline, you know, they got to, they're going to put together a safety committee. I mean, this, this industry has more committees. We have committees to, to create committees. <laughs> committees are not what we need. What we need are people that are willing to be leaders, that are willing to be wrong. I mean, that's that's the thing I, I, I joke about. Like, man, why are you guys so worried about your reputation? Everybody thinks you're clowns. You know, like, like nobody thinks you guys do a good job. Anyone that's in a leadership position racing, no one really thinks you guys are doing a good job. Yeah, the bar is, the bar is pretty low at this point. Yeah, when, when you do articles and people say, well, everybody knows we can't market our business or, or our sport or our game. I mean, like... Who do, who who do they think is supposed to be doing that? Not the hot walkers. But I just don't know what it's going to take. Uh, I see how many times have we seen people say, "Nothing's going to change until Irad kills somebody." I mean, are are we really going to test that? I hope not. And that's uh, the other thing, you know, something like, you know, somebody get hurt badly or something because of one of these incidents, it's done. Like, how do you recover from that? <laughs> no, it, it, it's, it's very much an issue. And I just don't know. I mean, you start to lose confidence. Any, any confidence that you had that we're going to be able to turn a lot of this stuff around. It's, you, it's tough to see. It's tough to be optimistic that, you know, things are going to change direction and go the right way. And, you know, there's no indication that that, that could happen. Like, it's, it's not even on the table. I mean, they say people say that they're trying and it's it's trying to to right the ship. But what exactly are we doing to get there? I mean, it's it's almost like his is working against that notion in certain ways, especially for the people involved in the game heavily, like the trainers and the jockeys. And then all the other things that are standing in the way, like, you know, in industry wide, like the takeout and the lack of field size, all those things compact itself into one big mess. Like a big, you know, you know how you get wires that are all intertwined and tangled up and you don't know where to start to 
to unravel them. That's where we are. And it doesn't feel good. Yeah, it's well put. It's well put. The the measures are always half measures. Uh, I mean, Bill Finley wrote today in the TDN about um, obviously this topic and, and he made the points that um, Naira had a website that the stewards commented on, but they stopped. And we don't know why they stopped. Didn't last very long. No, but I mean, even it was good while it lasted. Um, it, it stopped. They stopped yeah. doing it last July. Kentucky briefly had the stewards come on and explain the decisions. It's almost like they're punking us. They just <laughs> react with um, something that that a reaction to an uproar, and then. They're like, okay. Once it dies down, we'll stop doing oh, it. Cover's clear now. Yeah, we don't. We don't have to. Yeah. I go back, and and I understand that, like things, it's a different world now. But when Kenny No was in charge in New York, if you had a problem, and he agreed with your problem, and he didn't always agree with your problem. He 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 took care of it. He fixed it. He made sure that it was taking care of. I had an issue with the Pinkertons the first year I trained. What? I was I was stable day, day. back then, you know, the, the good old days of 1999. <laughs> um they Naira just didn't give out stalls to horses or trainers first year trainers at Saratoga. You just didn't get stalls first year. They either stayed at Belmont or whatever. But I was coming from Kentucky and we rented the bond that James Bond is in now. At the time, uh, Anthony Margotta was renting it, and I believe he was uh, he was hiding from the mob, so uh, he wasn't using it. <laughs> um, so it's an off the track barn. It's not on the physical grounds of Naira. And someone in the security department decided that. Um, we were going to have to allow the Naira guards on our prop on the property we were renting, which we had no problem with, except according to the terms of the lease and and uh, our insurance, they had to ask permission, and they had huh. to come with you know one of our people, because the last thing I wanted was some flunky guard that they hired for the summer to come into the barn that we're renting so now we're responsible and have a horse bite him or, or kick him or or something happen or the guy falls down and then he's not his lawyer isn't going to sue Naira he's going to sue you he's gonna personally sue us. right so we said to, to, the, to the sergeant listen we've got to work out some kind of situation because this is private property and we're not really authorized to allow this to happen and blah, 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 blah. So they came down and, and they, you know, it was, you know how it goes. <laughs> Guys with the badges came down and they, we, we weren't, we, who, who were us? Who, who was this punk 
to tell us what we can and can't do and learn this and blah, 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 blah. So they said, well, if you don't let our guys on the ground, and we're not trying to hide. It's like, man, we're not trying to hide anything. You can come on. We're not saying you can't come in. You just can't have a guy come in at any time, like, unscheduled, you know, like. Right. Four o'clock in the morning or, or, or 10 o'clock at night when no one else is around. Because you know how things go. <sighs> so they told me, well. You're going to have to walk your horses to the receiving barn and keep them there overnight before you can race, which would be a a, a, a massive pain in the ass. Not to mention, you have to walk the horse down two roads. So it just seemed like, uh, and the barns across the street, of course, they had no problem. So I asked Alan Jerkin, I said, what, what should I do? And he said, go talk to Kenny Nell. So I went and told Mr. You know, Mr. Nell, explain what happened. And he said, it'll be taken care of. And then I went on and said, okay, I just want, and he goes, listen, it'll, son, it'll be taken care of. <laughs> I got it. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. And you know what? We're, our guys are wrong. It'll be taken care of. So that, <laughs> that afternoon, that was, this was like 11 o'clock. Um, and, and our meeting was about a four minute meeting. <laughs> so, that afternoon, we were back at the barn feeding horses, and I see the security guards coming in the, in the golf cart, and it's 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 all the the guys with all the big wigs, lieutenants and the sergeants. And I'm thinking, oh, here we go, <laughs> you know, thinking they're coming down, and we're gonna go at it again. Uh, they come down, they get off, they all take their hats off, and they say, "Mr. Simon, we apologize. You were right, we were wrong, and." Uh, you know, we're willing to work with you any way possible, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, you know, like, man, That's perfect. <laughs> exactly. It, but, but I had a problem. I went and I got solved. And I don't know that that happens these days anymore. And of course, that's, that's, it was a relatively easy problem to solve. But there was one guy in charge and the buck stopped with him. Mm. And that's not saying that David O'Rourke doesn't do a good job or, or Kirst Andrews doesn't do a good job or whatever, because it's a different world. They have a lot of, of different things. Back then, it was just a track. It, it, <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't own, uh, you know, they, they, didn't, they didn't have a, a TV show that had a partnership. And um, it wasn't like it is now. But, you know, a lot of stuff at racetracks doesn't get fixed. It doesn't get taken care of. It doesn't get get done. You know, you, you have the Strana group with this bizarre press conference talking about how they're going to help uh, transition the Golden Gate people into Santa Anita by putting roofs on barns, which is something that was supposed to be done over 20 years ago that never got done. I mean, that, the barns never got, got taken care of. It's been two decades that this was supposed to be done. It didn't get done. It wasn't a priority because it's the backside and the horsemen are there and they're not going to leave because the barn the, the barn roofs leak. They're not going to say, ah, screw it. I'm going to go to Turf Paradise. But that's what happens. That's what happens. But we don't see that. We don't see all those things unless you're at Santa Anita in the barn area. You, you don't even realize that the barns 
haven't been fixed. So how many other things don't get fixed? (laughs) You can only imagine. I mean, the plan that they they floated out the other day is just ludicrous. You're going to put a synthetic training track in to to help transition? Like, what are you talking about? Like, (laughs) it's just a surface. Synthetics are just, it's just a surface. Do you think that the trainers who train at Golden Gate have, have never trained horses on a dirt track before? You're going to put a swimming pool in? Is that going to make those four claimers into 24 claimers? And and now we're going to put a, a hill on the mile shoot? Like, I mean, these are not solutions to the problems. These are just like gimmicks. It's more gimmicks. Jackpot bets, gimmicks, gimmick, 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 and and they keep like acting surprised that the customers see through it. I mean, it's like you said to me today in a text, like who asked for this? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, it's it's kind of cool, but I just thought that <clears throat> there's bigger fish to fry than that at this point. I don't see where it, it does anything. I don't think no. anyone is going to bet one penny on a race because there's a hill. Yeah, not more, no. I mean, they'll bet, but it's not going to be any more or less. It's just going to be like it normally is. It's not an attractor. You know, if no. you said you were lowering takeout, yeah, that would that would definitely impact the scene. But adding the shoot, like I said, it's cool, but what's it really doing for everybody? Yeah, you're going to run five horse fields on a mile shoot. You're going to run five horse fields around the turn. Put it this way. When the Astros built uh, the new stadium in Texas, uh, in Houston, Minute Maid Park, or whatever the hell it's called now. Remember they put a hill in center field? Cal's Hill. There was this little hill in center field. And I guess some ballpark 80 years ago had something and it was just kind of, you know, a gimmick, a gimmicky little thing. Well, after about two years, they took it out because it really didn't serve any purpose other than to make the center fielders almost break their legs every time they ran back and forgot that there was a hill there. It's the same thing. Kentucky Downs, they bet people bet because they have 14 horse fields and it's turf. They don't bet because there's hills. If Kentucky Downs was a a flat track, people would bet the same amount. No one's betting because of the hills. They're betting because it's a short meet with big fields, big competitive fields. That's what we want, man. I like the 10, 12 horse fields, competitive three to one favorite type stuff. We can get that. But it seems like it's so far away from that at this point. Like it's just it just seems like we're just kind of gliding out in the middle of space with no direction, no plan, no chart. 
no nothing. Just wherever fate takes us, that's where we're going, and that's not comforting at all. No. It's not at all. I mean, I, I'd love to, you know, people have asked me, you know, where, what's, what's, what's the state of the game? And I was like, I honestly couldn't tell you. I have no idea what direction this, this sport is going. Other than the fact that, <clears throat> you know, I could point to the fact that Hissa has come on board. But it seems like even they don't have a direction. Or at least they're not letting us know. And, and by the things that are happening, it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. But then we're not going to do this because it's screwing things up. And I understand the trial and error. Because I, I figured there was going to be a lot of that because of the makeup of the, the organization itself. And, and, the you know, there's just not enough horse people on it that can clue them in on these things before they roll them out. But, man, I mean, it's just it's just in such disarray that I, I can't even call it. <laughs> I, I can't say, oh, well, this is what they're trying to do. I have no idea. I would like to see certain things, but that may not be their agenda. And it doesn't seem like it is. Now, speaking of which, I wrote something on Saturday about vet scratches. Because there's now a... a a plethora of vet scratches every day at all these tracks. Mm. And there should be transparency. And a vet scratch can be, there's a huge variance under the umbrella of vet scratch. If your horse coughs, your horse has a slight temperature. If your horse didn't eat that night, has a, a tooth abscesses, stepped on a rock and has a little foot bruise. Those are vet scratches. If your horse is dead lame (laughs) or the regulation vet scratches the horse because the horse is off the morning of a race, there's a big difference between those two things. A big difference. I want to know if a vet scratch is a private vet scratch or if it was a mandatory regulation vet scratch because it matters. It matters a lot. It matters a lot. You'll see horses with three vet scratches. A lot of times there's actually nothing wrong with the horse. The connections are just shopping for a better better race. Yeah, You cannot scratch just to scratch except for surface changes or if you're in a stake race. If you're in a stake race, you can scratch for no reason up to 45 minutes to post time of the race. That's the rule. Um, Otherwise, in overnight races, you cannot just scratch. You've got to have a reason that you're scratching. And if the surface remains the same, there's no material change uh, it, it didn't go from a fast track to a sloppy track or and, and even then you're asking for permission to scratch you, you don't tell the stewards you're scratching you you ask for permission for to scratch um but these days especially see 
25 years ago, guys would run horses back. And the races were written that way. Well, they don't write the races back fast anymore because that's just not how they're that's just not how people um, campaign horses. Even even the lower the lower level horses don't run back nearly as fast. Uh, so the condition books don't have options like they used to. Well, now if you scratch, usually most tracks there's a ten to fourteen day mandatory uh, time period where you cannot re-enter. But for most classes, that race isn't coming back within 10 or 14 days uh, anyways. Or even if it's a a step down or a step up, it's not that likely that you're going to be able to run those those races in a cluster because there just aren't enough horses. Right. They got to fill. (laughs) Right. You got to fill a race. Even if it's not, even if it's written, you still got to fill it. Um, so what you'll see is, is connections will, you know, come up with a, a maybe a little temperature. Our horse had a little temperature this morning. We had to treat it, and, well, I guess we got a scratch. And the temperature might, you know, be fictional. But you don't have any other way out of the race. I mean, I guess you could just not bring the horse over, but that usually gets you thousand fine right or yeah yeah right right. (laughs) want to get fined thousand bucks to scratch my horse but it's just the way you know people might not like it but but that's how the game has been played for a long time because that's the, the hoops that they make you jump through so the point being that there's a big difference between a vet scratch because the connections just didn't like the spot or the horse, when brought out to be examined by the regulation vet, was off. To me, it matters. I think to most players, if you, you would know that a minor scratch versus a major scratch, well, you know, are, are we ever going to get that designation? Probably not. Never. <laughs> Would it be hard to do? No. You would literally just have to add a one letter. Right, like a connotation to the... Yes. That's it. Yes. Just put... Um, it's oh. almost like one in one A. Like an you just put, oh, you just put, put... Instead of just vet scratch, put R vet scratch. R. The letter R. Regulation. That's it. That's all you gotta do. It seems simple enough. To... <laughs> yeah. But those be. things that be the, the hardest things to, to get across. Honestly, we, Wild. We should, there should be a um, transparency in, in telling people why the horse was scratched, period. Should right. In general, that, that should be that, that should go without saying. For sure. Honestly. For sure. I mean, if my horse legitimately has a temperature. I mean, the horse has a temperature. He gets a temperature. Okay, we scratched the horse. And uh, six weeks later, we run him back in a race, and uh, something happens, and he, he, he pulls up. Everybody's going to go back and circle that vet scratch. And they're going to say, look, oh, there was this horse was lame. 
You people let him run. You people had nothing this, to do that. with anything. Meanwhile, it had nothing to do with anything because we have to hide behind um, the the wall of of secrecy. Why I have no idea. I mean, the standard beds do it when you see a scratch uh, on a horse in the lines. It'll, it'll say, "Yep, sick." Scratch sick, scratch lame. The mm-hmm. best is personal. I love going personal. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, you know. <laughs> I just wasn't feeling today. it. I wasn't I, feeling I'm, it. I'm, so. I'm just not feeling it today, man. I wasn't feeling it. So. I'm going to stay. I'm going to hang back in my stall here and just hang with the, you know. And <laughs> they should say straight from the horse's mouth. <laughs> it's personal. It, it would be actually good optics because a lot of those scratches are not because horses are limping it's just because they might have got a um they might they might have got an abrasion they might have cut themselves they might have grabbed a quarter they might have like i said got a temperature they might have tooth abscess that's one thing that can go wrong with a horse and it's like why aren't we at least explaining why a horse is, is is coming out of a race so that it doesn't look bad because the way it looks now, everybody on Twitter is saying, oh, geez, oh, oh, four, 14 vet scratches today. Oh, boy. You know, like like there's there's oh, no, no, they're loading up on the juice. Yeah. That's like the you first go, thing you hear of you go to the backside and, 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 you know, you see all the, the horses with crutches and walkers and stuff, you know, <laughs> it's just not that way. And, and I mean, it's these are the simple things. Well, yeah, I mean. Couldn't they even include them in the past performances too? Like, oh, they were in this race, scratch sick or scratch whatever, personal. You could, and that way it tells the story a little bit better, and it's 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 a lot clearer for the ones that you know, for people that think that everything is nefarious and everybody's trying to cheat. I would welcome that. Maybe maybe we should text Jenna. She's the new brand ambassador for there you the PRF. We'll give her her first assignment. We want scratches in the PPs in the running. Right, and then it could it could show like you know the dates of the races that you know that were supposed to run. The horse was supposed to run in. It's key information. I mean, your information or what you were talking about. You know, the difference between the vet scratches is is, is huge too. Yeah. It, 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 you know, it puts the the pieces of the puzzle together where there's gaps, you know, like you gave the best example where people are like, oh, yeah, it must have got, got ejected or something went wrong or oh, who knows. And, they, you know, their imagination runs wild and it invites that kind of thinking. And that's where we want to get away from. You think right you think now. That- Every other tweet on on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it now, is, oh, well, they're cheating. Literally, every other tweet on the weekend when when racing is, you know, kind of in full swing, somebody wins, you'll see the tweet that they're cheating or the jockey's cheating or the jockey did this or the trainer's doing this. And that's what that lack of transparency gives you it, it opens the door for that kind of thinking and that kind of mentality which we don't need at this point 
because that'll bleed in over into when horses break down. And then you see the, 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 the tidal wave of, you know, false, wrong, uninformed things just, just flowing. And, and there's no way to stop it because we weren't up front with everything. A lot of times, I think that, that one thing that racing has never like got in the modern times is that, like we said earlier, everyone is so cynical at this point. Man, no one ridiculous. believes you. If you work for a track, it doesn't matter what you say. Almost no one believes you. And that's because of everything that's happened. It, it's like the key word that you used early in this podcast, the vacuum. Things are not done in a vacuum. And racing, just because you're in Kentucky or just because you're in California, the things that happen in New York, the things that happen in Florida, the things that happen in these other states that people are watching on their television or on their, their, their phone or on the oh. screen, it, it, it's a national uh, outlook. And you get affected by that. And they don't want to admit this, but, you know, like we talk about with the stewards' decisions, we see them placed in place to place. And we've, it, the, the common person, the, your, your first thought is that racing, racing, there is no real racing, but it's like, oh man, the stewards, the mama blew that one. And then the next thing you know, you see um, a California decision. And it's like, what the hell's going on? You know, it's not just the decision anymore. It's the decision that you saw somewhere else and now you're seeing here. So for you, the person, the viewer, the customer, that's two questionable decisions. <laughs> now, the people in the booth, they can't, there's nothing they can do about that other than, well, maybe not, you know, try not to be, make bad decisions. But when you think about that, and this, this is, you know, the topic that's easiest to, to describe as a nationwide issue, but um, same thing with, with horses getting hurt, with breakdowns. You see one at one track, then you see one on another track. Well, the second one is the second one for you. The people at the second track, it's the first one for them. So they're operating on a different plane than everyone else's. And, and for some reason, the people in racing at the highest levels haven't seemed to grasp that that if we're seeing all these other things that they're adding up for us, we don't carpet, uh, we don't like compartmentalize them. We, you know, <laughs> oh, this, this, this happened to this track. So, you know, we'll just keep that over here. And then, I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a not that player. simple. <laughs> no, as a, as a horse player, you, you get a, you know, a tough, a, a couple tough beats, right? Well, it affects the way your mindset is. Well, it's not just a couple tough beats at one track. It's, it's over everything. And with, with trainers, with huge outfits operating in two or three different jurisdictions, everything is homogenized, but the attitudes of the people in charge are, are still, they act like it's, it's just theirs. I mean, we could go through the stake schedules. We could go through, race races going off at the same time i mean it's the list of issues that we've talked about ad nauseum and they just don't seem to get better we still have races going off at the same time 
we, I mean, look, look at the, uh, the, the rate, the coaching club and the, oh, the they, they ran 20 right. seconds apart. Right. Right. Yeah. After, after, you know, having 40 minutes before, until the before each race, race. Right. <laughs> so everybody just did nothing for, for, you know, forever. And then they run the same race. But like, things aren't getting better, man. Like, what will it take? And is there anyone that will ever just say, hey, you know what? We're listening. We're going to do this. And then actually carry it out and not just make it a Band-Aid. Because that's what we get so much. Just just Band-Aids. That's why the stewards' uh, website gets shut down. That's why the stewards all over aren't explaining what they do. Like, like we're used to in other sports. Right? I mean, even in baseball now. Yeah. Surprisingly, yes. Like they explain at least briefly what happened. And we don't get anything. Nothing. <laughs> Why? What did the stewards do in between races? It's a good question. I mean, seriously. Or what are they doing that they can't take a two minutes to to speak on an issue? I don't think there's that's asking too much. Well, why are why aren't the stewards' discussions? Why why is there not a uh, a register of those? You're talking millions of dollars at stake, and almost every steward stand has a state employee. Like what other state employee makes Has... makes decisions that that affect millions of dollars in commerce, and they don't have to explain themselves, nor do does any of the discussions leading up to the decision being made are, are even public. Like they, they're they even exist. secret. Yeah, they don't even they're... exist. Do they even exist? I don't think they even exist. You know that's that's like a real sobering way to put it, but it's very accurate because it's true. Like these decisions, millions of dollars behind it, in in some way, shape, or form. It's crazy. I said for years. The last thing racing really wants is transparency. No, because it'll expose the, the, the buffoonery that, that goes on behind the scenes that they've been trying to, to avoid exposing in the first place. Yeah, now now we're at a... Uh, now we, we, we're, we're at almost forced. We have to, right? It just seems like we can't even convince them that, that, there's a, that, that we're at a crossroads. I mean, we don't even know how much handle actually comes from people anymore, <laughs> and and how it's ridiculous. Um, you know what what those percentages are, and it's it's just another you know another reason to just you know say to yourself, man, what am I doing here? 
I think a lot of people are having that conversation with themselves lately. And, and probably and not very... now because it's Saratoga and Del Mar time. But I, I've come, I've, come I've, September. <laughs> I've had quite a few people since we started Saratoga send me messages that they still read the blog every day and listen to the show or one or the other. But they've, you know, they're just sick of everything. They're sick of the the, the issues and they just don't have the passion for it anymore. And that's that's one of those silent killers. Mm. Because these aren't micropolis that are saying, hey, you need to fix it. I mean, we don't even know what the hell micropoli wants to fix other than they probably want some positives <laughs> all erased. But you know, you know, in this, I, I don't even want to belabor the point, but let's just get this in. Even when they try to fix things, they go to the wrong people. Yes, I've noticed that. They go to the wrong people. I never understood why. Bob Baffert and Todd Fletcher <laughs> and, and Chad Brown and Steve Asmussen, you don't need to ask those guys anything. Matter of fact, I wouldn't even give a shit what they they said. I should already know. I mean, well, honestly, they don't want to change a thing. Let's those those guys. That, that's what I mean. And, and this is not against them. I'm just saying that no. they do not understand the plight of the common trainer. They do not understand. You know, those <laughs> we're not in jeopardy of those guys leaving. Those guys aren't aren't dealing with owners that are about ready to get out of the game. Those guys aren't aren't facing the problems that everyone else is facing. And again, nothing against them at all. But these are not the guys that that you need to fill the cards on on Thursday afternoon and Friday afternoon. Those guys are the guys that are that are missing. Those are the you know talking to, about the issues of Micropoli. <laughs> what 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 issues does Micropoli really have? He had one, a issue that's passed that really got under his skin, and that's that's where we're at. And that wasn't even an issue. That was just protocol. They did what they were supposed to do, actually, in that situation. <laughs> I said this, uh, someone the other day was saying, and this is, again, I mean, I'm with Mike. He's right. <laughs> Changes do have to be made. But, and, and again, I got nothing against him. Nothing. I don't know. I don't know. Him. I had never spoke to him in my life, and I, I really have. I'm neutral. I mean, he runs a lot of horses, and that's not a bad thing. But Michael Poli getting out of the game, and and someone said to me the other day, "What like? Well, oh my God! What a tragedy!" I said, "What a tragedy!" I said, it's a blip. Well, what do you mean? I said, "Listen, dude. <laughs> Michael Poli got 275 horses. That's a lot, right?" Well, 25 years ago, we had 35,000 horses born every year. And this last year, we had 17,000. So I'm not really that concerned about Mike. I'm concerned about the people that own the other 17,000 horses that, have, that, are, that are not being bred anymore. And, and remember, horses are being bred and being owned as a direct um, reaction to supply and demand. The demand has gone down dramatically. Therefore, the supply follows. Supply follows the demand, right? So 
I'm worried about the other 17,000 people right, that, that we that, don't that have left, right. that, that are gone. Not Mike, because Mike is probably not leaving. Because what's he going to do? What do billionaires do if they don't own sports teams? And he couldn't. He tried that already. He's probably glad or happy he didn't buy the Mets. Oof. But that's the thing, is that he's got a he he has a platform. He has a a, a pulpit. Some say a bully pulpit, but he, mm. he's got. A, you know, he says things. People talk about him, and then he gets publicity, and 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 he does have the ability to affect change. But a lot of people would argue that guys like him are part of the problem. He has some horses with, you know, a, a spattering of horses with a guy here and there, but. Most of his horses are with the guy who's got 250 or 300 horses. <laughs> that's the way Probably the 200 of his. <laughs> that, 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 that's the way the rules are. We get it. They're playing by what they're, they're playing by bad rules. It's, it's not their fault, but they're playing by rules that, that allow that, that cause problems. And that's the thing is is that we have closed door meetings and secret meetings and it's the same people making the same decisions over and over and over and over and over. And that's that's the thing is like we need well, a that's... we need a summit meeting, man. We and, and and we can't have every single person with a with some kind of axe to grind about something. Because that's one of the other problems with racing. Is that you get somebody with an axe to grind about something, and they get up in a meeting, and then they don't shut up. And they keep going on and on and on and on and on and on and on. It's like, you know, shut up. We don't care about the the the, the toilet paper in the backside bathrooms. Okay, we'll we'll take care of that another day. We're worried about the the five million that we're not getting paid. You know, and, and that 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 is a like that is definitely a racing thing. Well, I mean, you know, you combine everything that we talked about and then you add in the. How can I put this like the. Just. I guess just like uh, whitewashing of all the media where everybody reports the same thing. They don't there's no commentary on anything. It's just straight up reporting and there's no commentary either way, good, bad, or otherwise on anything because they don't want to offend anybody. And that falls in line with the bad rules. You know, people might not believe that, but it falls in line with the bad rules because there's nobody holding them accountable outside of, you know, people like us that sound off on our own platform you're not getting it from the actual racing media, not the print media. That's for sure, because they're all in bed with one another. And it, and it hinders change. I mean, you know, commentary is good for this sport, especially now more than ever. We should be more critical. But instead, we get less. And we have no idea what direction the sport is going. And it's, it's, we're just not in a good place. No, it's, 
it's um I mean it gives us stuff to talk about, but it gets it gets tiresome. Yeah, but we don't want to talk about that. I we mean, want honestly, to talk about the racing. I mean, you know, no, there was nothing... some there was decent racing this weekend. Right, right. We're, we're we're an hour into this podcast, and we've basically talked about the same stuff that we always talk about, and we right. like pr- issues. We, we we fall victim to that because, unfortunately, that's the, the problem of the day. Right? We always have the problem of the day, but but it's hard not to. I mean, I mean, you could say, "Oh, Saratoga sucks this year," blah blah. blah. Yeah. Well. Well, it's because well, it directly affects I'm, the product. I'm, I'm sorry, I mean, it rained. You know, I mean it. It, it's true it does suck when it's it rains and everybody scratches and i mean i would say well how <laughs> can't combat that well man. no but but i would also <laughs> add, like, what what are we doing as an industry to get people to run and do we not have a problem when a hundred and forty thousand dollar purses for three horse fields can't attract a couple more horses to stay in and take a shot. I don't know. They're crazy. I would take a shot, man. Right. I get that free paycheck. Why not? But it, it it's kind of time and time and time and time again now. And you say to yourself, right. well, what, what's it going to take? I mean, yeah. Does it have to be a million dollar race for right. everybody to stay in? What are, what are the what are the the cracks in the foundation that no one's even willing to take a shot at it? Well, this and, is the stuff that they should know already, so they can push the right buttons. I just don't think that they they want to know. No, they probably don't. Listen, we could just if if we just said, as a, a a horse serious horse player, and as a horseman, what do you want? And racing could just do its best to to deliver that. Everything would be so much better, but we never really get that. We get slivers of it here and there, and then we get them patting themselves on the back. Oh, yeah, you know, oh, oh geez, oh, wow, awesome. Oh, wow. I mean, as a horse player, you want a good product to bet on, right? You want big fields, and it doesn't even have to be big. Hell, we'll take seven and eights. As long as they're competitive, as long as uh, of the seven or eight, there's not two 80 to one shots and one one to nine shot. We want uh, want the races to be run in a reasonable manner so that it doesn't take seven hours to run a card. The best thing baseball's done in forever, maybe ever is they've figured out a way to shorten up the games, to get them to go quicker. Yeah. It's been wildly popular. Yeah, people actually watching baseball again. <laughs> and, they, and they have a terrible commissioner who just got another, you know, got re-upped. <laughs> but that's the trend. The trend is, is, is shorter, not longer. I mean, believe me, if NFL games, if they didn't make so much money on, on the, you know, the commercial aspects, those games would be shortened up a lot. Mm. If, they, if they were depending on just the, you know, regular, the, 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 the advertising, the TV didn't dictate so much, those games would be over faster too. Yeah. 
No doubt about yeah. it. Like, you know, score touchdown, commercial. Extra point, commercial. Kickoff, commercial. I mean, <laughs> you, you could speed things up quite a bit if you didn't have to keep going to commercial. Well, yeah, they could do like what NASCAR does and but, just but, do but, in-game but, commercials. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, this segment right. is brought to you by blah. I, I remember back in the 80s when they were discussing about why soccer never took off here. And they said, well, how do we have commercials? They <laughs> that's, play, that's the only reason. <laughs> right. They, they, they play like two 50-minute you know, halves with the extra time. And, man, we, we can't have like, <laughs> you know, we, we got to have commercials. I mean, now they've kind of figured it out. But having like commercials around the screens and. You know whatever else is they do, but it's it's just too long. So so we have quality fields, bigger field size, um, you know, reasonable gaps between races. I mean, there has to be some time to get yeah, the horses not... unsaddled and get the jockeys have to go back and and change, and then they bring the new ones up, and they have to. And, and it depends on the track too. Some tracks the horses have to walk on the track. So they can't come on the track until the previous race is over. And you can't just stand them at the gap, you know, letting them watch the other ones go by. Otherwise, half of them be loose. So, <laughs> I mean, it depends on the track. The, the timing is could be a little different. But, but you know, let's, let's move along. We, we understand post-drag. And, and we're not going to kill tracks for post-dragging. But you don't need to have excessive post-dragging. I mean, honestly, you get used to it, like the Meadowlands, right? You're used to the, oh, the race, the first race going off seven minutes after post time because that's what it that's what it always is. Seven minutes is fine. That because you know what? At six twenty seven, that's when we expect the race to go off. <laughs> so don't have it go off at six thirty three. That gets to be, you know, that now you're dragging the drag. It's like the double drag. Double dragging. Post drag is, is is a fact of life, and it's not the worst thing in the world as long as you keep the card moving. But I mean, that's that's what we're looking for. That's what we're looking for. And right, the low hanging fruit. We've been saying this for a while. It's like just fix this, control the controllables, fix right. the stuff that you have fix, control over, fix the betting menus. Right. Fix the takeout. Fix the pricing. Those are the basics. Those are the basics. And what has racing as a whole really done to attack any of those? Zero. Almost nothing. As a matter of fact, they, they've done things that perpetuate uh, the problem. They've jacked up bets. Some, some of them, they made it worse. <laughs> favoring big trainers to the fact you know, just giving them unlimited everything. Yeah, every man, time, that, that one seems so easy. That one seems so easy. Like, just cap it. <laughs> it's political. It's a lot of it's politics. And a lot of it is people, like I said before, in charge. They just don't get it, man. They just don't get it. They they don't see the problems that we see, or they just brush those off as horse player complaints or horseman complaints because 
I mean, the reality is horsemen and horse players are both very high on the, the rankings of complainers. True. But that doesn't mean that a lot of what they say isn't valid. And in the end, they are the customers for the track. I mean, the horsemen, along with the owners, the trainers and the owners, they're putting the product on the track. They're giving the track the product. The betters are the customers. And it should work better, man. And we're not naive enough to think that, like, you know, Just think about this. The tracks, the tracks eyes haven't wandered. <laughs> no, they definitely have. But just think about how much of a hero somebody would be to step up and fill that void and come through with some of the changes. Not even all of them. They wouldn't even have to change all of them and they'd still be the hero. You're right. Even the ones we just talked about. Three of those things. If they fix those you know how much of a hero they would be in the industry forever? I mean, the only person, the only track that really has, has taken any serious measure to do any of the things we just talked about. Um, and I, I guess we, we left off, you know, I, I would put this under the uh, the auspices of the, the racing product is, is, you know, 47% trainers. Um. <laughs> And I guess the stewards' decisions, of course, would probably fall under that same thing as well. But the only only track that's really done anything about things like that is the metal ends. Yeah. And that even some of the stuff that you know isn't perfect. I mean, Gorell has been a guy that that has taken stands against trainers, uh, some of which were very successful trainers. They've tried to do things with the drivers. I mean, some of the stuff they do with the drivers is completely buffoonish. Like, yeah, didn't they? Didn't they send out a memo saying not to let yeah, people yeah. in? So, some of stuff it, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's silly. It's just it's a little it's, far. It's, it's just. <laughs> and Gorel should open his pockets up and put more money in the purses out of his pockets. He's really rich and he's old. What the hell is he going to do with all that money? Come on, Jeff, cough some money up. But they have. They've tried. They've tried some things. Doesn't always work. The amateur races are brutal. Mm. But I mean, but I'm okay with that. At least he's trying something. They have tried to do some things in response to what betters have asked them to do. I mean, literally the only track. Need more of that. Need more of a, a stand from from the the higher ups so we can push this thing in the right direction at least. Like you know, it's like we're spinning out of control, <laughs> and all we have to do is right the ship. How you do that? We have an idea, but nobody's willing to make decisions to 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 get it that way, and that's the disheartening part. It's like. Like we were saying, what 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 does it take for for somebody to make the changes that are necessary for this sport to move forward and and begin to thrive? Because right now it's not thriving at all. 
It's kind of spinning the wheels. But we want to move. We want to progress. But I guess, you know, it, I, don't, I don't know who, who has these, the ear of the people that make these decisions. Nobody. No, somebody does. I just don't think it's the right people. Hence the bad decisions, hence the bad advice, and so on. I hear you, bro. I do hear you. How about that channel maker? Man. I, <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that. Can't even slander him anymore. I can't. I, he's, he's got a free pass for the next six months. At least for me, because for obvious reasons, he gets Yeah, because you, you bet on him. <laughs> I bet the horse ran second at 19-1. Yeah, I'm, I wish you would have told me that. Cause me we and Jackie Carroll, man, you just crushed our dreams. It's, it's Sizzler time. We, we nailed that exacta. That was a big scratch when Cassie came out of that race. Huge. Big scratch. Changed everything. Changed everything. It's a compelling race. Yeah. You know? And, no, and then the, the favorite dumps the jock pretty <laughs> bad, too. He got hurt pretty good. Yeah, that yeah he's, he's got a lot of... That was that was a pretty scary incident. I mean, he, yeah. Because it just happened. Like, And that, that goes to show you, bro. Like... Horses clipping heels is, is, I mean, it happens, and jocks don't fall off very often, but it's a dangerous sport, bro. That That's... <laughs> yeah, look are, what happened to him. Like, I, I, I thought... Yeah, he's got a lot of stuff wrong with him. He's got broken thumb, broken ribs, broken collarbone. On the surface? I mean, it didn't look lot. any worse. It didn't look any worse than that um, Jose Ortiz spill. At the wire the other day, it really didn't look that much worse. But the injuries and how he fell and everything yeah. just got banged up real, real bad. It's real like bad. It's how you how you land, you know? Yeah. But I mean, if it happened to me, I would just immediately die. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would ever be able to get on a horse, but it's. Um... It's a, it's a dangerous game, and that that's you know like the, if, if a horse in a race without any real um there was no nothing that caused that other than it just happened right it was just, yeah. to think that you're gonna get let these guys herd and herd and herd and herd I just don't see the the. I mean, jockeys are all replaceable. We don't need any of the jockeys that we have. We could get new ones. All the jockeys we have now, none of them outside of two or three of them, were riding 20 years ago. Of, of all the trainers we have now, most of them weren't training 25 years ago. It's, all, it's almost all new people. That is true. 
I just don't see the the positive for having letting the riding be as rough as it is. It, it can't be positive for the horses. It's not positive for anyone. No, it just creates all kinds of angst and animosity <laughs> with the betters. I mean, you should see the dissertations I see about his about Irad's writing. It's it's crazy. Well, people aren't wrong. No, they're not. They're not and, wrong. No. And you, and you know the thing about it is, Irad is a great rider. He really He's is excellent. He's excellent. He's he the really best. He is. And and you know, like. Um, sometimes in the, over the last few years, there's been a lot of measures taken that, that kind of discourage almost competition. Can't do this, can't do that, can't do this, can't do that, can't hit the horse more than this, can't do that, can't use that. Well, the guy's doing these things to win. He's trying to win. Now, I know there's the, you know, the people that'll say, well, him and his brother, blah, 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 well. The guy's been winning. <laughs> it's a beast. He's not crashing into people to not win. But it's too much. And it just needs to be. You just need to stop the guys. Stop with the three-day suspensions. And stop with the slaps on the wrists. And, and start taking their money away. Right. Don't don't suspend them and let them ride in, in, in every stake race. That. I don't That's, even believe in justice. Uh, <laughs> I, I I do not believe in days. I don't think it's. I, I think days is a joke. I think if you give, give a jockey three days, it's a joke. Well, it depends. You know who are you giving three days to? It's like a joke. You know, at a, at a big track where they're making pretty good money, most of the jockeys are, are blip. doing okay. Blip on the radars. Right. Vacation. You know, at, at like thistle down, sure. Three days will hurt somebody. Even so, it's three days at, at, at low purses. It ain't costing that much. Three days. True. It's not. It, it, make them work. Make them come to work. Why are you giving them time off? This isn't a, a job where they're making X amount a day. They might go to the races and, and have a and win nothing. True. I don't know. Punish but... them. Make them ride the first and last only. <laughs> Like that amateur guy did the metal lines the other day. He had he picked up a he picked up a drive in race one and race fourteen. Oof, that's <laughs> and brutal. race fourteen was from the ten hole. So that's like oh, that's that's rough. But um I I don't believe in days. I don't believe in days until you get to like uh like two weeks. Thirty. I I just think you you should find them. Take money from pockets oh yeah that's 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 like the foolproof way <laughs> you know that's that's the, that's probably the single motivation days is is, <clears throat> is archaic it's stupid it makes no sense and it's different for trainers because the the violations are completely different and and the size of the barns are so vastly different that it's it's just you have this this giant gap between the top and the and, and the bottom and uh, in a jocks room you really don't I mean really the only the top ten or twelve guys are, are riding regular anyways if you give a guy days who rides three a week well you know 
those three week probably aren't getting the big purses. They're probably getting three jocks mounts a week. So, but days inconveniences the 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 connections. It it just I just don't see it's a big deal. Well, shit. I mean, what it, what's going on now isn't working. So why not? You know, if you suspend a player in the NFL or the NBA, well, they're they're getting suspended for the game. They don't get paid. No. You could say, well, the jocks don't get paid. Well, the jocks don't have any money guaranteed to them that day. And we're talking very minor paychecks for the most part versus a professional athlete who, who misses a game. I mean, a football player might lose half a million dollars. A basketball player, depending on they might lose more than that for one game. I mean, look at some of these Wednesdays and Thursday cards, Jeez. even at Saratoga with with high purses. Just just find the guys. Keep raising every time they do more, find them more. Well, nothing else has worked. Why not try that? You know, because we always did this way. Yeah, I hate that. That that's gonna be the demise of of a lot of things. Well, they used to give a guy a week too. That was the other thing. We'd race six days, and they'd give a guy seven days. Now we race hardly at all, and they give him three days. But because we're hardly racing at all, all the big races are on two days, anyways. And they still get to ride in them. Yeah, and they still get to ride in those. So, I mean, is it gonna solve a lot of problems? No, but if you if you, if you increasingly get harsher with the penalties, then, I mean, at some point, it's just natural, right? You would think. <sighs> you know, it's funny because I sound like really um, harsh about the business, but I, I really had a great week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had fun at the races. We made a couple of dollars, not, not enough to really, you know, not, I mean, not a lot, but I didn't lose. <laughs> we had empanadas and talked to, seen, saw people, lots of people. Our guy, Jason Blewett. Oh, yeah. Jason, if you're listening and you're running, well, you've run a long ways. <laughs> Still owe him an ass whipping in uh, Street Fighter 2. Surprised he didn't bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> I own one. Well, I'll have to ask him next time I see him. But no, it's the one good thing. The one good thing. One of the great things about Saratoga is that it is kind of a destination and, and you see people um, that you interact with a lot like on social media and or you see old friends that, that are on a different circuit or uh, people wind up coming here. And it's it's part of the allure, you know? Yeah, it's cool. You get to see people that you just don't see very often. And, you know, there's people at the races. And we get free Kiwis. Oh, they got Kiwis, too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, boy. Yeah. That's like the staple. Kiwi Every year, seems huh? to be a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. Kind of an elitist Kiwi giveaway. But, yeah, they're giving away the Kiwis again. I, I don't exactly know why, but. Is Kiwi considered a citrus fruit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's a fruit. Certainly you would think it'd be considered a citrus. Hmm. So you can get your vitamin C. 
see, like, they would never have been able to give away Kiwis in the old days at, like, Aqueduct or Belmont because... You're frozen. You'd be throwing them at the jock. Yeah. They'd be, they'd be pelting them. See, the, uh, the Jamaican contingent at Aqueduct just start pelting. <laughs> That's right. Just uh, bombarding the paddock with kiwis, frozen kiwis, throwing it at. Who would they throw it at? Probably Eric Cancel. Poor Eric Cancel. He's a tough target. He's a little. Um, so uh, our guy, Ramon Dominguez. Ramon Dominguez is like a, he's like a big runner now. Yeah. Like, like New Balance? Like runs races. Yeah. Like New Balance. Hmm. Yeah. He told Asics. me one. Asics. He told me one the other day. Uh, <clears throat> wow. Race, he, he wins all the time. He's light. I don't think yeah. he's faster than me though. I'm gonna race him. I don't know. He's fit though. I am not, so he's got that edge. (laughs) But I have a longer stride. (laughs) You might not be able to keep up. Six steps to my two. What other races were this weekend? Um, Elite Power. Oh, that was a good race. I don't even know how Elite Power won that race, to be honest. <laughs> he had no right winning that race. Pure. and all that fast. He, he closed pure in. class. Yeah, pure he's class. just better. Just better. He's heart, all heart, man. He really is. He really is. Right, I saw Bo Yates. Came up with Dean Delivers. He ran good, ran third. Yeah. He, he, he tried. That horse is well-traveled. He gets he's, around and he, he runs, runs his runs race. Hard. Yeah. He runs his race. Of course, he's, he's a good horse. He's a good horse. Um, yeah, that's uh, when we talked about uh, the horse that shall not be named. Hmm. And, um, though, you know, scored for you. Katie Davis kicking her sister's ass with her own mount. How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Robbie, Robbie Davis, man. Good rider. Really good sire. Yeah. I remember when uh, Dylan was first, you know, I think he was still an apprentice. He was riding down at Churchill. He was riding an amazing clip for a little while. He wasn't getting a whole lot of mounts, but he was winning. <laughs> he was holding his own, and I, I, he has good hands. Yeah, he won three the other day. Yeah. Well, what do you think about the Travers, man? It looks like the the three year old race of the year. Yeah, it's um, got to be right it's coming better, up, and better if, than the if, Derby because you're gonna get the all the good horses, not the fluff. Yeah, well, there's only one fluffer. Mm. Il Maracalo. <laughs> Who didn't run that bad? Who did okay, Chase? Actually, I slandered the horse, and, and, and he didn't really run that bad the other day. No, though it wasn't exactly. Right, it wasn't stellar field, but still. Well, it was only a couple of them. 
<laughs> like four horses, right? You always look good when you beat the invisible horses. I mean, as of, as of right now, the probables are Ilmiracolo, uh, Skinner, Noise, who owes me from my future book bet on him, my my crinkle trash can future book, <laughs> uh, reincarnate, who at the very least ensures some pace. Pace. Uh, Disarm, who who ran okay the other day. I mean, it really didn't suit. Um, I mean, he kind of... It's, it's hard to get too far behind in a five-horse race, but he kind of got too far behind. <laughs> uh, Scotland. Scotland uh, Yards. Her. That's you. That's me. Uh, Tappet Trice. <laughs> I got this to say about Tappet Trice. If you want to get on the bandwagon now, there's plenty of room. Yeah, everybody jumped off that real quick. <laughs> they were diving off that. And you know what's wild is the, the horse is probably like, he'll get bad again. When he probably shouldn't. You know, I really, I made a, a top, what did I make? A top 10 derby list. I'm not. Top ten for the top ten three year old list about two months ago, yeah, and I hit him in like seventh with with like a downward arrow. I said he just has to put too much into every race, meaning that he has to be ridden every step, and he's got that slow break already, and at some point. It just, it always, those horses always start to fade. They always tail off because it's just too much. Closers, horses that come from behind, they're the, the, the best closers. They would gather themselves. Right. They really wouldn't do much running. Right. They would run for three furlongs and, 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 and run real fast. Exactly. They'd settle. They, they just start inching up, inching up. Then they'd make their, their move to kind of get in contention and then they wait till uh, you turn for home and then they would make their big kick. He's being pushed along the entire <laughs> like he's, time. Like he's on the lead, <laughs> except he's from behind the entire race. He's, he's, he's being pushed. And at some point it just seems like those horses just tail off. Remember the, Given that horse, context? Remember the Fletcher horse, what's his name? That was in, the the Birdstone last year that was like a huge favorite in the Birdstone last year, and I remember Luis Saez rode him for like the whole mile and three quarters, and he just got up, and then he went to Parks for the Goodwood, and I bet against him in there because I said, you know what, There's I no think way. that that race <laughs> was just that was the final like straw for him because he's got to be ridden every single step, and it was. Remember he ran bad, and it like he had I don't even know that he's. Oh, remember he brought him back in the sprint race uh, on on Belmont Day, um, the seven ace race. Not the seven ace race. The uh, the race that Elite Power won. Oh man, six, the six and a half race. Yeah, forget the name. I man. want to say Preservationist, but he's a stallion. But he's like Preservationist. <laughs> <laughs> But like Tapatrice, that's him. Like he has to be ridden every step of every race, and and I think it just takes its toll on those horses. They just get to the point where 
They just don't. Res- they just stop responding to it. That said, he'll probably roll by the Travers Field, make me look like a fool. But, um, but I'm not betting on him. Uh, National Treasure, who is to me a complete also <laughs> X, like a triple X. <laughs> um, Angel Vampire. Uh, Angel Vampire was up a lot closer. Yeah, I was. I was actually is. surprised. I thought he was going to be behind Disarm, but right. And, and I mean, <laughs> apparently, me, that didn't happen. I I think he ran a good race. I, he I did. Think that he he ran. I mean, he lost ground on both turns. Probably needed the race too. Um, got got, you know, bumped three or four different times. He only got beat a half a length. Uh, when so when people say, "Well, he wasn't winning," he got beat a half a length. Right, he was right there. He could be five lengths. He could be the half a length. So, like, I don't discount his race at all, and I think the Travers is going to be a much more uh, formful race. And there's seems like there's going to be sufficient amounts of speed. There'll be stalkers. It'll be a, a, a truer run race. Mm. So, uh, he's a horse that. Uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta respect that. The mile and a quarter also should should play to his help story. him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Archangel, Archangelo, who's training like a bear, like a monster. My question, of course, with him did is, they wait too long? Did they wait too long? Right, I don't know. It's funny. My dad, when he called me yesterday about the or on Saturday about the the Jim Dandy, he was like, "How come? How come? How come Brad Cox doesn't run his horses?" <laughs> and I was like, "I don't know. Still trying to figure that out." We got Mage, who's he ran good who's, in, the, in the Haskell. Who circled the Travers as his main goal, used the Haskell as a as a uh, bridge, and maybe Archangelo might they might be kicking themselves, saying we should have done the Mage. And then there's Forte. I mean, uh, that's that's a pretty good field. Yeah, eleven. And <laughs> honestly, that 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 field. Should probably be what we're gonna look at come Breeders' Cup too, right? Well, maybe as, as long as everybody's healthy, you know. And and the older horses <clears throat> kind of suck, so who, you know? I mean, we're gonna get our, our our glimpse of Cody's wish going long, or really long. Well, um, yeah, uh, or longer I, than I, he's I, ever gone. I'm I'm really still gonna unless he just. Right, unless he just doesn't show up, I, he should win. But he should, but I, I just question. I mean, I think it makes all the sense in the world to try to Whitney and to try to go a mile and an eighth. The mile and a quarter is a different story. It's, it's a different story. A lot of these good three-year-olds, they really want to go a mile and a quarter. I mean, certainly uh, Angel Vampire, certainly Mage, certainly Forte, certainly Archangelo. I mean, those horses a mile and a quarter is not a problem. Those are four really good horses, and they're getting better. So my question with Cody's wishes, if if Bill Mott was really um, hesitant for most of his career to try to stretch him out to a mile and an eighth, is a mile and a quarter really the play? I, I don't know. I mean, this is not a representative field that he's facing this weekend. He's got uh, White Rennie. He's got um, Zandon, um, 
who's uh, who's the other one now that McPeak's horse is out? I mean, it's it's not a great group. I mean, no, no, the older horses. But look at the look at the horses that ran in California the other day, in the San Diego. I mean, who's good there? Senior <laughs> Buscador. Come on, man. <laughs> Senior Buscador. <laughs> Senior Buscador. Seriously. <laughs> I'll take any of the four three-year-olds. Right. Yeah. Over senior. Matter of fact, I'll take any of the the, the, the four three-year-olds with one of the amateur drivers from the Meadowlands riding. Ooh, that's rough. Senior Buscador. But, I mean, the older horses are just historically bad. And I think this is a year where the three-year-olds should play a major factor in, in the Classic. A major factor. Especially if Cody's wish doesn't wind up going um i mean seriously like even on the the like the the figures like the thoroughbreds the older horses are slow like like really slow could you imagine a forte or forte if uh Flightline didn't retire. And he's running into Whitney. Dude, it'd be a walkover. Nobody would run. Exactly. It's almost a walkover now. Right. Nobody would run against him this year. That that's why, you know, it was it was so crazy that people were mad we were saying that the horse should just go ahead and retire because he, he ran out of competition. It, it's that simple. There was nobody else to beat. Unless he wanted to just do a strictly like Euro campaign, which would never happen. It was not feasible. It would never happen. So they they did the right thing. And that's that's not like a slight against Fightline at all. That's that's actually giving them the utmost. Oh, he, 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 but he, people he, don't believe that. He would he would destroy. Listen, he destroyed better horses last year. What's 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 the next step beyond destroy? Like, really destroy? So, your fault. What's that? I don't know. It just felt like the thing to say. Blame Chuck. All else fails, blame Chuck. I don't care. Exactly. See? Easy. That's why that's why we're friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't. It's it's the truth, man. It's the truth. I don't care if people get mad because it's this there's nothing that we're saying that really isn't true. So We're running low on the swag, by the way. Yes. No, I, I ordered. I, I meant to tell you that. I ordered some more, so they should be coming. Different colors. 
It's just they're coming from a long way away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'll, we'll be out all week this week. Got the first race Thursdays, the going uh, the uh, going circles, the uh, the silks race of the week. New York breads on the grass, and it's a contentious race. Got an Ellis Park shipper. Oh, coming out of one mile races there into the one mile race at Saratoga. Mile Same 16. thing, right? Mile sixteen. Mm. On the inner, you got post one too, which is always a uh, nice. It's funny, post one in the sprints is horrible. Post one in the two turn race is, is, is gold. Yeah. yeah. When the obligatory horse bolts and takes five out, you're always inside of them. Unless you're the obligatory horse. Has there been a mile in the 16th two year old race yet this year? I haven't seen one. Unless it was uh, a... what was the one Sunday? Was no, that was a, that was three. Those those were the, the one that Chad Brown was from the outside went wire to wire. Those that was three and up. That wasn't two year olds. Right, that was older older maidens. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't think I've seen that. I, I, think, I, I, I think there was one, but it was rained out. So at Saratoga, yeah, hmm. I believe there was one, but. Good question. Got any Del Mar thoughts? Del Mar's been solid. I mean, that's really all I can say. It's been playable. It's been solid. Difficult as, you know, as we expect for, for that meet. Um, how about the yeah. chosen Vron, bro? Oh man, cool horse, man. It's a cool horse. Kind of a throwback. The fro- the the chosen Vron. Chosen Vron. He does have a cool name. Good name too, yeah. <laughs> it's a good name. He shows up every race. Sure does. I don't know how good that field was, but he shows up every race. Yeah, I mean it's it's debatable how good he is actually outside of California, so that, but he does win, so he, <laughs> he does win every results based results. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody tries to tell you that, that <laughs> don't be so results oriented, Chuck. <laughs> that, Stop if, it! If you're not results orientated in wager, what are you that, doing? There are no moral victories in horse racing. Hell nah. There sure ain't on the wagering side. Definitely not. They pay you pretty decent to run second in a race, but they don't pay you nothing if you wager wrong. Or or if you just get beat, even if you wagered right, you're still lost. Uh, that doesn't make you feel better. <laughs> that shit makes you feel worse. At least if your bet's bad, you just say, well, I'm dumb. <laughs> you got the Hamiltonian this weekend. That ought to be fun. It's kind of kind of a, a down year. 
Yeah, that that's how I, I was just gonna say that. It just it doesn't have the same feel. Oh, it's it's, it's kind of a it's kind of a as it did last year. Last year it was it was kind of hype because you know it's a lot bit better horses running, but <clears throat> still always it's always fun. I just don't know what we're gonna get. I hope it's not Chuck Fest. 2023 we we could all use less chalk in our lives but oh they always have a good card yeah it's always decent it's a good it's a good time too it's just it's um it's just tough to get down there Yeah, this year's flown by Hamiltonians this weekend. Jeez. <laughs> Can you believe it? Yeah. It's wild. You'll be here for the four-star Dave. Yes. Casa Creed, last year's winner. Yeah. I'm assuming he's going to show up back. again. Yeah. He should, right? He, he, he's got the timing. Yeah, he ran well. So, I think he did something similar last year, too, right? I believe so. And then he went on to just miss over, was it in Saudi? No. It was in Dubai. He Dubai. just missed. Yeah. I mean, literally like a half a nose. Well. Spaces Wednesday, right? Or Thursday? Uh, I think we're going to bump it to Thursday and just do it Thursday. The day of the, because the race. The, the race is the first race of the day. So, oh, okay. I mean, it'll be really. Oh, it'll be right butted up against yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. That's what's up. Almost had one last week. Yeah. The eight. I was winging it out there and just got run down. Yep. It was a good race. It was, it was, it was the right. It was the right. It was a good race. Good race to have. Um, good race to feature. Better if we won. But... Well, we all can't be Chuck Simon that gave out the winner the week before. Yeah, well, I don't know about that. It might be my last one I give out. Because <laughs> I missed last week because the pink pants theory didn't work. And... Uh... Well, it, I don't think it didn't work. I think we just didn't get the right ride. I don't know. Clement's been wearing the pink pants too often. You must have more than one pair now. Yeah, you got to get the, the one, the potent pair. We're going to have pants. There's a lot of peas in there. We're going to speak to him about his pants selection. All right. Which, which ones are the winning pink pants? Yeah, we, got, we need the, we need the, the signal. Thursday's race. Thursday's first race at Saratoga is, is, is that's a brutally tough race. You know, Bill Mott is two percent with horses debuting, two-year-olds debuting, um, at further than a mile, and he's like four or five percent debuting on the turf. Hmm. And he's got the most expensive horse in the race. I mean, I mean, but it, it's mostly homebreds because it's New York breds. 
And I, I don't, I just don't know who they're going to bet in there. It's just, it's a really, it's a really tough race. It's a really tough race. Well, that's good because that usually means it's, it's a price that will win. I, yeah, I'm not even sure. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that one of the first timers is going to go off as the favorite. So but which one? Gonna, someone's going to get, you know, someone's going to take, take action. And of course, being the first race, um, on the card, if you're playing any of the picks, it's that's a good thing because you'll get to see who's taking the money um, before the sequence starts. But uh, I think the one horse in there, Will Will Walden, shipping up from Ellis. Interesting. One of the one of the biggest rider changes possible. <laughs> uh, Gar, Garfield Heard to uh, Flavian Pratt. Flav's a a truck guy now. He's a trotter. Well, he loves the rail. Makes sense. The rail is good in both places. Imagine if he started driving over there at night. He was doing doubleheaders. That'd be gangster. (laughs) That really would be. I've never seen him drive, but I'm sure he's he's better than at least 40% of the guys over there. It's rough, man. <laughs> yeah, sometimes the truth hurts. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of lead, a lot of lead in the hands. Stone there. hands. Yeah, yeah. It's not much softness going on. The Akinator. The Akinator. What was he doing the other day with Bond? Bro, he just keeps brutalizing that horse. Why? I don't want. I don't get it. He gives the worst drive ever, and the horse is always like one to two anyway. Even when he wins, he doesn't even give a great drive. When I when I was a kid, if you had told me that a three year old Philly Trotter in July would go to the first quarter in twenty five and four, I, I would have laughed. Like, it's not even possible. <laughs> Hockey goes faster fractions than Naira turf races. On, on stone dust tracks, pulling a cart. Yeah, yeah, that was mind boggling. I didn't get that, but <laughs> it just brutalized that. Yeah, the week before he very parked the guy. I was a beneficiary of it, so I can't say too much. Well, man, it's like the biggest race for the horse is coming up next week. It's kind of tough trips to be going into there. But, uh, He's unorthodox, man. He is. He is. I still want the the, the fat head of him though. Catolo. You got to get it from Catolo. That means you have to go to Oak Ridge to get it. You got to go to Harness Land. Oh yeah, yeah. It's interesting stuff, man. <laughs> it really is. He's he's. Absolutely crazy enough to wind up being like a big movie guy. He needs to hang out with Gary Barber. Yeah. Yeah. And the owner of Warlike Goddess, right? Uh, They're in the movie biz too? I don't know. I I can't keep track. I think there's like film, like movie film on the the silks for uh, Warlike Goddess. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Stupid stuff I know. 
There's a lot of it. I guess Warlock Goddess is a play against, right? You got to just keep playing against her. Yeah. Yep. Until she wins again. Well, we'll see what she got. Uh, <laughs> we'll see she what got Rosario'd, <laughs> and and she hasn't been the same since. That's what I was gonna say. We'll see what Joel's got in store for her this time. <laughs> but he's been riding well. I have to give him dabs. He's 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 somewhat come out of his little <laughs> slump or whatever you want to call uh, it. He hasn't ridden her very well. <laughs> no, no, that's the true test. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That it is. Well, uh, I'm sorry. Everybody's tired. Too many empanadas. That'll put you. If you get to Saratoga, make sure you go see Free Empanada Guy. Right, Jose. Well, as for Manuel, tell me so uh, on Twitter. Great value, Jose D'Angelo. He he does. He looks kind of. He looks just like him. He does. He's he's like the the off brand. Jose D'Angelo. No frills, D'Angelo. No. Nice guy, too. Really nice nice guy. guy. Yeah. Though he was, like... He asked me... Actually, he asked me a great question. Because, of course, being he's he's Argentinian, he had to, like, do a little messy bragging. And I was like, dude, like, no one expected him not to, like, dominate the MSL. The MSL is, like, (laughs) one step up from, like, you know... Dude's nasty. So, Compared to all the bums in MLS. He said to me a serious question. He goes, why do they call it soccer? I said, well, we already got football. He goes, yeah, I understand you already got football. But why soccer? What's soccer mean? Right. That's and a I good said, question. you know what? I have absolutely no idea what soccer means. I don't know what, where that name came from. I don't know why it came now, from. Now, see, now I'm not going to get any sleep. I'm going to be yeah. researching why they call it soccer. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I said... I honestly don't know. We just always called it soccer. I said, yeah, that's we all never I called by. Football is football. Football is big. It's large people crashing into each other with helmets. So, but, oh, yeah, that's that's the question of the week. We got to figure that out. If anyone out there, yeah, knows, please hit us up. Let us yeah. know because that's now I'm... going in circles at Gmail. Give us the scoop so we can bring the answer back to Free Empanada Guy. Did you tell His name him that is you... Manuel? <laughs> Did you tell him that you went to uh, Santiago, Chile? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wasn't sure the status of the the, the Chilean Argentine uh, <laughs> the relationship relationship might be sour right, still. So, you know, I didn't want to say the wrong thing, <laughs> and then you end up missing, and then yes, it gets well, ugly just... from there. I, I just, I'm not even worried about that. I was just worried about losing my steady supply of free empanadas. Right. You don't, you don't want to mess that up. That's the hookup right there. No, that is definitely the hookup. That's definitely the hookup. So, gave him a free commercial tonight. So, that's right. They got it. They got to hook you up now. That's right. Well, he's already been. So, uh, free empanada guy. He's he, he really. They're they're pretty good. I mean, they're only like I don't know. They're not that much, but um, but uh, well, and they're easy to eat. You know, you don't get all sloppy. Right. It's not like eating the Hatties or the eighty thousand dollar Katz's Deli sandwich. Yeah. You don't have to like take out a loan to get the. They, they have a little <laughs> office right on the side of the the deli upstairs. <laughs> 
check the business credit. office. They, 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 they like sell credit. the car. Like, yeah, you they... gotta meet the manager, the finance <laughs> manager. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I can finance the whole <laughs> the whole sandwich. Can I just get half and a pickle? Yeah, that'll be twenty four thousand three hundred eighteen dollars and six bucks for the sprite. <laughs> uh, the pizzas are forty bucks downstairs now. Oof. I don't Ooh. know how big it is. I, I haven't, I haven't, like, it can't be good, right? That. It can't be good now. It can't be good. Forty dollars? No, I don't. I don't know. At a racetrack, like usually, racetrack food is pretty decent. They, no, they got the outside pizza guy. He's still there. Oh, okay. So he's not forty dollars. He's less than forty dollars. Mac and cheese truck still there? Mac and cheese truck was doing some business yesterday. With a bunch of ten year olds. <laughs> oh, they had the mac and cheese. They they had a line. They had a line. Interesting. Ben and Jerry's was there. My friend Gavin is like G Unit. He's he's hardcore against Ben and Jerry's because they're anti Semites. Yeah, so, people been telling me that. Did not know that. Yeah, but I don't. I don't really partake in Ben and Jerry's. We, we, we were actually sitting at the Corona Bar with uh, Saratoga Richie, who's the bartender there, and this girl who was about a 15 on a, on a 1 to 10 scale. Oh, boy. Asked where Ben and Jerry's was. Ew. And not only did I talk her out of Ben and Jerry's, I brought her and showed her where the soft serve pineapple whip see that's that's like that's like uh what we got here the dole whip yeah, at, at yeah Disney. the dole whip that's what they had so i, I oh I, man that's that's to... primo yeah see you're doing good deeds g unit said that uh if she would go out with him that he would reverse his course and you know <laughs> he would he would he would maybe be a nazi <laughs> Uh, but man, that's throwing what, out assists. Look see, at you, John that, Stockton. Look at that. That's what happens when uh, when I stop wagering when I, when the card loses interest and I just have <laughs> one little Verstappen bet to win on my win only uh, tour. We wind up like in these these strange conversations with people, and and we actually had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, no, it's always Joey a good time, man. I mean, look at last year. We saw a great value Swift and great value CJ right. Johnson. And, and, and a great value Rennie. And a great value Rennie, that's yeah. right. Oh, yeah. my God. That's right. The track is a social place. We saw Joey Martinez. I'm trying to get him to fight on the off. off the, you know, he used to be a Golden Glove boxer. Yeah, I was going to say, he'll whoop anybody out there. Yeah. I told him, I said, Crawford's waiting, bro. He'd be like uh, Red Pollard in, in Seabiscuit. <laughs> yeah, he's a lightweight. But you my know, guy. I'm rooting, I'm rooting for for Joey. No, he's he's a good kid, man. He's he's trying. He is. He's he's he's, he's with the mop barn now, doing his thing, man. So all it takes is one nice horse. He'll get it. 
This is true. Opportunity. Opportunity. Well, um, next week will be our last show before uh, before your arrival. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be nuts, dude. Oof. I get that question a lot. When's Barry coming? <laughs> Why? I it's, don't know. It's either, it's either is Barry coming or when's Barry When? Yeah. Then they'll see me pop up and they're like, what? Yes, he is. <laughs> We'll be here. Me and Spider on the same plane. So you know how that's going to go. Spider, Spider's probably coming this week. I was going to say, he's probably up there this weekend. Yeah. 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 You, Spider, and the mayor of the... <laughs> At the horseshoe. <laughs> the horseshoe. With the, with the dudes with onesies. Oh, man. That was the worst. I didn't even... I, I still can't comprehend what I saw. Yeah, that was that was uncomfortable. Plus, it was hot. It was, what, 800 degrees. Yeah, it was a million degrees that day. It's supposed to be nice all week. We got, though, a little bit of rain, maybe, Friday. Ah! No. Maybe the calendar is just hitting the right spot where it's going to rain yeah, on the Last weekend. year was, was such a good year with weather, it was bound to happen. Yeah, it didn't even rain the, the, the four or five days I was up there last year. Nothing. Yeah. It was beautiful every day. It's not even supposed to hit 80 this week. 70s, upper 70s. I don't even know what that's like. Yeah, bring like three jackets and a parka. I was gonna say, I'm gonna need at least, at least a bubble jacket. Hopefully, the Canadian smoke stays away. Haven't had any Canadian smoke issues. Matter of fact, we've hardly had any woodbine shippers. Well, yeah, but they've been closed because it's too hot. They were closed twice, right? Two days they lost? Yeah, yeah, too hot. Just shows you the regional differences between racing. Gulfstream with the real feel, it's 108, and they run at uh, Toronto, and the real feel says 84, they do not run. It's not a criticism of either place. It's just... No, it's just the way it is. It's just the weirdness. Well, you got anything else? Nope. Other than got to get you to do that uh, Thursday handicapping contest. Oh, the handicapping contest. You know what? I got to look through the card too. Say maybe, um, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll uh, partake. Partake the low rollers. Yeah. You know, thirty. What is it? Forty bucks. I think it's forty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's that'll occupy your time for sure. My handicapping <laughs> will be all results orientated. Yeah, because it's live money. Because I'm going to focus. I'm going to focus. And um, be a no chalk zone. Because you can't win. All I have to do is. Can't win nothing winning chalk with chalk, right? You can't. No. That'll get you on the board. That might be worth a play. Uh, I'm I'm going for it. Depending on who it is, but. I'm going for it all. You're just going to go all in 30 to win on somebody? Second place is, is first loser. There you go. I'm seeing Katie Davis will be my key. The Katie Davis long shot parade continues. That's why it's still mind-boggling that somebody in the BCBC 
uh, threw all their money on what was that dud horse that ran the Dale Romans a couple of years ago? Dennis's this moment. Yes. Do the whole bankroll on that, that horse in, in the Breeders' Cup, and I think he was a DNF. <laughs> Uh, so it's like when your horse breaks before the gate, right? <laughs> it's all shit. I'll take that horse's one sense to be honest. I, don't think I do not, I do not think he has one. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. Just ready for the weekend. That's it. Yeah, this, the Game of Silks has got the big meet up on Thursday. Oh, that ought to be interesting. See a lot of silkers in the winner's circle of the uh, first. Oh, that'd be cool. The boys are going to be. Especially if somebody owns the horse that wins, right? Yeah, the boys are going to do a live stream on Saturday with uh, establishment people. You never know. I might even wind up on there. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm tuning in. Yeah. One thousand percent. I'll I'll announce if uh, if it's gonna happen, what time it's gonna be on. I will not read pedigrees for sure. And uh I'll say something interesting. You know, maybe I'll try to get uh, free up an auto guy to come with me. There you go. He can give us the background on the Argentina horses. Call his connections back in Argentina to find out. All those horses on paper look like the ones that end up in the U.S. They all look like monsters, and then they run. And you're like, huh? Huh? Maybe he's not so much of a monster. Every once in a while, you get one that's really a freak. Yeah, like 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 Bayakoa. Yeah. Oh my god, that horse was ridiculous. Um. Candy ride. Latruska? No. No. She wasn't that. Latruska was like Mexican. Yeah. Mexico. I believe she had American breeding, though. <clears throat> Passiana. She was. Yeah. The Mackinelli had a. The best one I ever saw was, was Matt Boy. Siphon? Matt Boy. Horse named Matt Boy. Matt Boy. Huh. It, was, it was a very brief. Rain, oh, but look that one up. It was a rain of terror. It was a rain of terror. He won the two handicap races, the Hylia and a Gulfstream, by a hundred lengths. What it was. Oh, I gotta see this. I gotta read up on this guy. Oh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a crazy story. He wasn't here long, but he was awful good. As a matter of fact, I think he holds. And will forever hold the track record at a mile and a quarter at Gulfstream Park. The track record. Wasn't the Tin Man from Argentina? The Tin Man? I thought he was an Illinois bread. Well, that's the Pizza Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Getting my mans <laughs> mixed up. Got a Pizza Man hat, funny enough. You have, the, you have a, a Pizza Man hat? I do. Wow, that is that's impressive. I'm 
I'm kind of impressed that you have a beach man hat. See? Roger Brugerman. Yeah. And there's Flojo. Yeah. Flo coming out party. That's what that's right. That's right. Work all week. Another one. Fast. On a couple occasions. (laughs) Once in a while. I can't believe they ran into Francis this weekend. It's like it's not even Yeah, it was like an afterthought. Yeah. Used to be a big race on the scale on the calendar. It's a, it's still a grade two. It's a no, it's two? like a grade no. It's, it's a grade zero. No grade now. No grade. Oof. No name Mets won the Tyro, which is now a turf race for George Weaver and Alex Bregman of the World Champion Houston Astros. Your boys. We 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 got we gotta we gotta outduel CJ Johnson's Texas strangers down the down the stretch. I to ask CJ where where's uh his opening day main breaker. Where's that one gonna show up? Spinaway, I believe. Last yeah. yeah. First race and last race. Yep. That's what's up. Not the spinway. The um, yeah, the spinway. Yeah, yes, spinway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe so. So he's just got winners all over the place. Lately. Yeah, he does. He's going international too. Guys, just he's everywhere. This guy. Too big. He's too big for us now. I know, right? What are you gonna do? We knew him when we would say we knew him when he was a. Um, a horseman versus jockey basketball bench warmer. Now he's like winning races right all over the country. We knew him when he was still Kentucky Downs. That's right. He was mowing the lawn at Kentucky Downs. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> One of his four <laughs> thousand jobs he yeah, had. Right. Oh man, I'm gonna have some ice cream. Yeah, I think uh, we had a uh, anniversary bread pudding. So, oh, that's right, your anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Happy anniversary, you. Yeah, it's like at this point, it's just like another day, you know. No, man, don't say that. Don't let her. It is. I, I mean, you know, I mean, we went out on Friday, had a nice dinner and stuff. But w- one thing my wife did buy as a family gift i guess is a you know the velociraptor claw from uh jurassic park yeah it's a bottle opener (laughs) okay and it's metal it's solid it's like heavy i gotta take a picture of it so you can see it's amazing i walk around with it in the house bring it to saratoga oh yeah well, if they, they don't, if they let me through security, oh. <laughs> the thing hey. is huge. Hey. It's not hey. little, and it's security. Security and it's never metal. Security's never slowed us down. No, no, we dodge security, man. Uh, punch punch security in the face. You're coming. You're coming in the middle of the meet. Those security, they're, they've given yeah, up they're, on doing. They're like they're already. sleeping by that time. Yeah, first week everybody got got identified and. <laughs> 
by now. <laughs> is that an yeah, N16 whatever, he's got? Nah, he's good. <laughs> I'll take a picture of it so you can see. It's a raptor claw. It's like I walk around with it in the house. Well, you never it's know like when a... you might need to protect yourself. You know? It is It is Florida, and there's things strange things happen, and alligators could get in the house. Well, that's, you know, it's it's a weapon, and it opens bottles. And you never know when Vince Carter might knock on your door, and you want to impress him. <laughs> I almost ran him over. They said Mark Jackson got fired, too, from uh, yep. ABC. What are they doing, man? I don't know, man. They, they're doing what sort of the... <laughs> The race industry probably should do. Yeah, yeah, right. Just turn over analysts so you know he gets some new blood in there. Doc Rivers would be with his ashy voice. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to hear that. I mean, he, he's probably going to be good, but it's just like his voice. He's probably going to be good. <laughs> he's going to just make you want to claw your own eyes out. But he's got to be better than Reggie Miller. Well, at least they didn't put Kendrick Perkins on the broadcast. Kendrick Perkins. Uh, and they didn't bring Weber back, so we're good. Ken, yeah, Weber was it was brutal. Kendrick Perkins is terrible, too. Oh, he's, he's the worst. <laughs> he really is. No, 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 no student analyst was ever worse than Magic Johnson. No, you understand? He never finished a sentence. He's still trying to finish. I got. I got to say that if I was, if I was picking an all-time team, Magic Johnson would be my starting point guard. Yeah, he's nasty. But if I was starting an all-analyst team, Magic Johnson would be the last person. Yeah, he's on the banned substance list for that. Yeah, he's him and Weber are just the worst. Can't do it. He's brutal. He just didn't. Well, he just didn't do any homework. He was he was ill prepared. Yeah, he just he just talked, <laughs> and everybody it's magic. Oh, yeah, yeah, woohoo! Magic. Uh, what do you think of that? Uh, you know, first half between the uh, the Mavericks and the uh, Suns. Well, you, you know, know, the Suns were good in the first me, half, and then they came and over, and this guy, and then it was like woohoo. And he dunked on him, and was like, "Yeah, that's what we do around here." You know, that's when, his when, that, that's when, when me and Larry Bird hooked up, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just looked away and passed it over to Cream. Like we didn't even talk. Yeah. Uh, what about the I game just tonight? knew. Oh man, the game tonight, man. That, that, I mean, it's awful. It's awful. So two wildly different Magic Johnson impressions, though. There was. But... <laughs> We covered all the bases. <laughs> we do Magic Johnson as Andy Byer. <laughs> you got a Doc Rivers impression out of me? Jeez. This is... Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah I think an hour 38 minutes is too long. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even been like, drinking. <laughs> Well, you might have been. No, I wasn't actually. <laughs> I don't even really drink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, once in a while, I did have a Bloody Mary yesterday at the. Yeah, it's free, free ninety nine. Yeah. I'll take it yeah, too. Yeah, 
I'll sample anything. What do you want? Tickets to the 1863 Club. Though we were on the bottom floor. I did hear that Chad Summers was permanently banned from the 1863 Club. Again? No, he got banned for life. What did he do? Uh, Apparently he did something bad and he's been banned for life. It's my guy. I see him. Banned for life. Never allowed to grace the 18th. Did he tell you this? No, I, I heard it from a different story. Or was he, his picture like no, on the door? He did like, verify. Don't let this man in. I heard it from a source, and the source was right. And I said, did you get really banned from the 1863? Is 1863? I don't even know if it's 1863 or 64. But he is banned. He's not allowed in there. How does this happen? Ask him when you get up here. I am. He kind of pleaded his case to me a little bit, and I said, I don't want to hear it. I only asked you if you are banned, yes or no. That's a yes or no question. You don't need to state your case or your defense. It's like, not, but I not, only went back here. there to congratulate to the in. chef. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not, not, not here to help you get back in. That's not going to, you know. But, uh, yeah, he's he's banned. So, Wow. And there's been no more stolen golf carts. The golf cart caper has been... Yeah, because you went legit. Been solved, yeah. I haven't even been in a golf cart this year. You went legit. Man. I know. I got I got the, the sheriff's badge. Which is weird. It does feel weird wearing it. But... Yeah, because you got to wear pants all the time. <laughs> I know, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I so badly want to just go to the races one day with shorts and and, and slides and my Freddy Krueger t-shirt. See, that's that's what's up. But I know as soon as I go to the paddock, they'll. Just, oh man, they'd be like, "Yo, get this guy out of here!" Yeah, they'll send a SWAT team after me. The Pinkertons—they've been waiting for you. Yeah, a long time we've been waiting to get this guy. <laughs> they made uh, us apologize to him everything. Yeah. Now those guys are all long gone. Long, long gone. Not all of them. I seen a couple I think that I saw when I was a kid last year. Just like the valet, one of the valets I, I saw that used to have the illest mullet of all time. Now he's still Tony, he's still there. Yeah, I know. I remember him when I was a kid. It's funny that I knew exactly who you were talking about. I think everybody does because he had the most incredible mullet in history. It was. It was. It was a Billy Ray Cyrus like level. Unbelievable. Well, if anyone's here this week, I'll be wandering around. Don't be afraid to say hey. Say hey. Say hey. Like Willie Mays Hayes, right? <laughs> Willie Mays say Hayes. Hey. He runs, he runs like maze and he hits like shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough. We'll see you next week. Hey, if you haven't done it already, it's time for you to sign up for the Going in Circles Digest. Go to www.goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and click on the link to subscribe for free for the latest in stakes previews and stories and all kinds of other assorted nonsense. And I even put up some 
cool videos every once in a while for uh, historic purposes. Anyways, check it out. Going in circles, digest.substack.com. It's free. It should be for you.